Today, a new Project Veritas video exposes more social media censorship. I know you all are very shocked. Uh, and also, Jimmy Kimmel, is he about to get canceled for his past discretions? We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Grant Stinchfield, Newsmax television host himself, back in the building. Thanks for being here. Love being here, Sarah. And uh, Yakubuyans, host of the Yakubuyans show. I feel really weird because you guys are usually here on Thursdays. Right. And I felt like my week was almost over. <laughs> and then I was like, you're just oh. flipping your week on yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, crap. You. It's only Tuesday. You a lot left. I know. You're throwing <laughs> off my entire week right now. Uh, all right. So Project Veritas, uh, they've been very instrumental leading up to this 2020 election so far. They've dropped a bunch of, you know, they had the Antifa videos with Bernie Sanders campaign. Um, they've had a lot of social media censorship videos. Their latest comes uh, after Cognizant, a Facebook contracted company hired to moderate content and remove content at their whim. Uh, they, Project Veritas went undercover with Cognizant and uh, there was the, the man who went undercover at the company said that he noticed a disturbing trend in the company's, quote, civic harassment queue. He said he saw an upwards of 75 to 80 percent of the posts in that queue that were from Republican pages. And uh, before we get into just kind of I want to hear your thoughts, gentlemen, I'm sure, again, I know you had to pull your jaws up mm -hmm. off the floor because you're so shocked to hear that Facebook might be censoring conservatives. But uh, here's just a little bit of uh, what Project Veritas found when they went undercover. Watch. You are you afraid? I think the truth is more powerful than any NDA. Um, it's a very progressive company who's very anti-MAGA. Right. I think they're very biased with who they protect. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's notorious for it. And they say they don't, but yeah. it's clear that people's content don't come up because it's been defiltered off the queue. They're doing something, man. They're just trying to pretend like they're not. To me, censorship online is one of the biggest issues facing us in the lead up to the 2020 election. Let me run something by you. You know that uh, civic harassment queue that we've been in lately? Yeah. Is it just me or is it like all Republicans in there? It's all Republicans. But a lot of it comes off of Trump's page specific, uh, specifically. So for 75 to 80% of the posts to be targeting Republicans and conservatives, you can say it was a bot, but somebody had to design that algorithm. So really, somebody at Facebook. If a Trump post was to come up and it was promoting Trump and I could take that down, then I feel like that would be Like if you see a conservative post, you just get rid of it. Right. I don't give no f I'll delete it. We were told to leave this image up as long as it didn't say, oh, I'm going to actually kill Donald Trump or something like that. So you've deleted just hashtag MAGA? Yeah. Like the post gone? It's, it's common sense. Uh, there you have it, just a few of the content moderators from Cognizant, who is the third party that Facebook hired to moderate their content. Uh, Grant. What are your thoughts on what you just saw from uh, Zach McElroy going undercover? So the scariest soundbite was the one at the end where that young girl just says, it's common sense. Yeah. 
And I don't think she's a left-wing operative. That's a millennial who's been duped into thinking that this is common sense. Make America great again. Well, that's terrorism. You've got to delete that. That's who the company hires. They actively, I believe this to be true. I don't know for a fact it's true, but I believe they actively seek out those types of people to work there because this is the ultimate agenda. It's no coincidence that Facebook hired this company to to censor conservatives on there. This is something Facebook has been doing for a long time. And with that said, what I love about Project Veritas is that they never come up with a story that I say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was happening. What they do is confirm mm -hmm. my theories, your theories, our beliefs that this was happening. Project Veritas goes out there and confirms it with these videos where they're caught red-handed. Yeah. yeah, I like James O'Keefe so much because he does that. He's layered. He has a layered approach. He goes to what we all talk about and then he, and he builds a case. He is an amazing case profiler. Look. When Marsha Blackburn, Senator Marsha Blackburn, then Congresswoman, had, had Zuckerberg on the stand and she pressed him, do you censor the American people? And he pled the fifth like 20 something times and then came back the next day and Marsha said, this young man is not ready to answer any questions. And all he said was, it's a bot, it's an algorithm. And I've said from day one, a human being wrote the algorithm. Don't tell me it's an algorithm. Rewrite the algorithm then, right? You profile Republican voices, you profile Christian voices in this country, you shut anybody down. And they absolutely, because I've been on their campus, Grant, mm -hmm. I've been on the Facebook campus, I've met with some of their counsel, right? They absolutely have a particular profile which they hire, a personality mm -hmm. profile. And it is, a, it is a millennial that is borderline left-leaning, that's coming from some school, where Darwinism was crammed down their throat, Marxism was crammed down their throat, and so they can just tip them over the edge to the point where she then says, it's obvious, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, Yaku, you bring up uh, Mark Zuckerberg, mm -hmm. and he has been very interesting to watch lately because he, he, you know, he did what he did in the, the congressional hearings whenever uh, he testified on Capitol Hill. But I've seen this weird, like, he just wants to be whatever the person who's asking him a question wants him to be at the time. Because previously, you know, he said many times with big tech, we'll, we'll work with the government. Yeah. We'll do whatever you guys want us to do. We want to do what you guys want to do. Um, and then he'll say, well, it's not really our place to uh, remove things. It's not really our place to moderate the speech whenever something happens with Twitter mm. that he can then come back and try to create some sort of a contrast between Facebook and Twitter as if Facebook isn't doing the same thing. Mm. What are your thoughts on the way that Mark Zuckerberg has kind of, I feel like he's bounced around a little bit on what his belief system is. What do you think? Uh, I think he wants to play a both ways. Yeah. He's worried about his company, but make no mistake, there's an old Texas saying, the fish rots from the head. Yeah. I don't know if that really started in Texas or not, but it's a great <laughs> saying. And I think that is the case in Facebook. Organizations take on the persona of their leader, whether it's a campaign, whether it's a business, whether it's a sports team, whether it's a social media outlet. And Facebook has taken on the persona, just like every other social media outlet has taken on the persona of their liberal leader that wants to squash conservative thinking. But I'll offer this up that I think we should take home as something that, that is a very positive. We know that we've got the mainstream media gunning for us as conservatives and, and gunning for President Trump. Social media is gunning for President Trump and, and conservatives. We, we know that um, just about everybody out there is gunning for conservatives and us. But up against the media, up against social media, up against big tech and, and all of these other firms that are out to get us, President Trump still won.
Mm-hmm. And we've got our backs against the walls, very, very difficult to beat. Maybe, just maybe, we're really much stronger yeah. than everybody wants to make us out to be. Because yeah, we're beating these folks. Remember when we put the dream team together and you go, surely the dream team should just sail and win every game. They've got the dream team, you would think. They got money, they got tech, they got names, star power, celebrity, and still they lost. So they're not really that good. But remember, and check me on this, it's at Section 230. President Trump signed an executive order to, to look into Section 230. We need to press hard on that thing because they're getting away with quote-unquote public murder of, of individuals on Facebook and Twitter and cancel culture by exploiting that, the, the, the protections that they have under Section 230, which was not written for them to get away with what they're getting away with now. So I support the president for wanting to look into that. Attorney General Barr is looking into that. We, we do need to come up with, I'm not for federal censorship at all. We, we, we agree. But there needs to be some sort of a penalty that, look, if you want to play this way, then you're going to move out from under Section 230. And you lose your protections, mm-hmm. right? And go be a normal corporation like any, anyone else. But, I mean, big government just interfering in any of that does make me a little bit nervous, right? Because, because for the same way that we're saying, well, obviously a human wrote the algorithm. Obviously, whatever policies are in place, whether it be Facebook or the government, whatever entity is, is monitoring this, it's going to be humans, ultimately, who are going to have the final say. And with those humans come subjectivity. So having the government involved, it does just make me a little bit nervous that, okay, well, maybe that's even worse than the Facebook people. Yeah, you know? no, but I don't want government to censor. What I, what I would like to say is just somebody needs to tell them we're watching, and it's fine. If you want to become a media company and you want to be a publisher, because they're a publisher now. Section 230 doesn't protect publishers, right? If they're a writer and a publisher of content. Go be a publisher. Yeah. Then declare yourself as an anti right-wing establishment, but don't get securities and protection for, as being neutral and you're completely biased. I'm not for government censorship. Not, yeah. not at all. Um, to uh, Yaku's point, I, uh, I, was, I was watching this. It's like a 20-minute video that you guys can go and watch. I find it fascinating. Uh, you can watch it at uh, Project Veritas's website. I think they posted it also on, on James O'Keefe's Twitter. But there was a part where um, Zach McElroy goes into, uh, remember when Don Lemon referred to white men as like the single biggest, you know, threat, mm-hmm. terrorism threat. Um, and somehow they sent out a memo that said, Facebook sent out a memo that said, um, we aren't going to, fl- like, don't flag this. This one is fine. It's not necessarily hate speech um, because we find it to be newsworthy. And I'm like, well, if that's the reasoning, that's up for interpretation whenever you feel like determining something is newsworthy. Mm -hmm. Certainly that is a publisher. That's not a platform. That's someone determining what is important enough to be put into the feed and what is not. So the decider is always what scares me the most. Mm -hmm. Who's doing the deciding? Right. In a Trump administration, I'm okay with some of the deciders. Not all of them, but some of them. In a Barack Obama administration or a Joe Biden administration, I'd be scared to death of the decider. Yes. Right. Yes. So I really want to get the decider out of the equation. And we have to set up the precedent that other that future White Houses are going to follow. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. But, Absolutely. But, but Facebook has become a decider. They have, so and that's to your point. They're not exactly only publishing, why. but they're also sharing political opinion. They can't. You can't be under that section and have the protections that come with that. And for the people that don't know, that means they can't get sued if you put something on YouTube and, and your cat 
eats a, a mouse and some PETA shows up and all of a sudden it's not their fault. Right, right? it's that Facebook or Twitter is yeah. not responsible for Correct. my tweet that yes. I put up that you can And I like that rule personally. Yes. What if somebody I, posts something no, on my right. my web page, right? right? No, and, yeah. and I don't want to be comments. You need that. Of course. But the second yeah. they now come and say, well, now we don't like what you're saying, Grant, right? right. so now we're going to cancel your tweet because we deem it hate speech. Well, now all of a sudden you're pushing political agenda. Or you're, now, they, you're now refereeing politics. Or as they do to the president and put a disclaimer underneath the tweet saying, hey, go see, this is why he's wrong or these are the facts behind it. That's being a publisher. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So, so there, there is a solution here that's non-government interference, non-federal interference. My solution is just do the right thing, Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. Step up. Don't be a weasel. You know, answer the questions and go to your people and say, hey, we're going to stay within our boundaries here. <laughs> But it's not happening. It's not that'll happening. That'll never happen. That's a fake laugh, but that'll never <laughs> happen. That'll never happen. So, so, so then you have to apply other pressure. You've got to apply other pressure, right? Look, do you know this? This is a little this caveat on me that you didn't know. I've never, ever, ever had Facebook on any of my cell phones, ever, or computers. Really? Ever. I boycotted that company since day one. I could say they've really been unsuccessful from your boycott. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not in my life. I'm not a big fan of boycotts. Not Look, in my life. you got to get the message out. I right? use other things. And so, that's what that I is. I use other mechanisms. I don't need to use Facebook. I mean, it's... It is difficult, though, in this day and age. I mean, speaking as someone who is a content creator, it's someone difficult because my videos, a lot of my videos on Facebook that I do, they yeah. reach millions of yeah. people. Yes. Look, there's a How Facebook account with that? my name on it, but yeah. I didn't set it up. Yeah. Right? And so it gets posted to, but I can't even sign into it, right? Right. And this, and this is not an issue. That really was the greater good. All right. So you know that there are the, these these deceitful group of people there yeah. that are playing these games. But is the greater good? Are you going to boycott Facebook or no. Yaku? Your messages are important, and, and I'm, I'm not, not saying this is a joke. To, I'm, I'm gonna, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm not saying this is a joke. Yeah. Yaku's messages are important. So are yours, Sarah. And 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 you have good quality content that I wish the whole world would see. I wish you would post on Facebook so at least some people could see it. No, it goes to Facebook. It is on Facebook. He just doesn't have it. I just don't post there. Oh, it's not I on see. my He's device. He's personally I got it. He's just personally not watching. Okay. Well, not all of us have people right. who can <laughs> Oh, one day I have. You got a lot of people. You be sitting the people around you. You're glowing in white. You got you got people serving. No, no. My content goes out on Facebook, okay, but good. but I I don't navigate through Facebook. But I just. It grieves me when Zuckerberg plays two sides of the yeah. coin. Yeah. He'll, he'll pony up to the right to certain things, and then the next week he'll just drive a dagger. I mean, that's, that's the king you don't want to befriend. So you're yeah. saying he acts like a politician. Hmm. Right. No, well, I, I always love it. Whenever, I said whenever the left it, it, news came out that he had a couple dinners with a couple conservatives and the exactly. left was like, oh, he's got, he's losing it. He's an undercover conservative. I'm like, have you ever seen Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, I think you're good. Right. No way. Uh, all right. We've got a lot more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor. This segment keeps. So for those of you who uh, maybe, well, let me just put it to you this way. Men, you don't go to the doctor. I know you don't. You don't go to the doctor for literally anything. You get embarrassed about stuff. You don't want to go. You don't have the time. You don't find it necessary. All right, I got it. Well, if you are one of 
Many people, unlucky people, by the way, who have the male pattern baldness gene that runs in your families, you might be struggling with losing your hair and you're not gonna go to the doctor for it. We already know that, I've already covered that. So what I have for you is a treatment that you can actually, you can apply for in the comfort of your own home from your couch. They will ship it directly to your door and then you will have no reason for saying, I can't do it. We're giving you all the tools to do it from your home. You don't have to go to the doctor. It's called Keeps. It is the generic version of the FDA-approved hair loss treatments. And by the way, 66% of people experience a hair regrowth. So it's not just stopping the hair from losing itself on your head. You're actually regrowing in a lot of cases. All you got to do, you go on to Keeps, you answer a couple questions, you take a couple pictures of your hair, and then a doctor reviews everything and recommends the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment, ships it directly to your door. You can save your hair without leaving your couch. Right now, we've got you half off your first order. Yes, that's right. I said 5-0%, 50% off. All you have to do is go to keeps.com slash Y. That's W-H-Y. Keeps.com slash Y. Back in a minute. Uh, after at least three people were shot in the CHOP zone over the weekend, that is a Capitol Hill organized protest, formerly known as CHAZ, Capitol Hill uh, Autonomous Zone, <laughs> which I, I feel like I just said this yesterday, but which, you know, they decided, oh, wait, autonomous means we have to actually fend for ourselves and we can't mooch off of the government system and all of, oh, no, we don't want, we're just a protest, we promise. Uh, but after three people were shot in that zone over the weekend, one person fatally, uh, the Seattle mayor is changing her tune just a little bit about letting these protests stay in downtown Seattle. Now, before I play the mayor's comments uh, recently, I just want to go back and play uh, how she was framing what these protests were. They were like, you know, it was the summer of love. It's just a block party. Everything's peaceful and great and happy-go-lucky. These are just fun little hippies who just want to love everyone. Uh, here were her first comments on the summer of love, now known as CHOP. What do you think this is about for him? I think it shows a complete lack of understanding of why people are in the street. They're in the street fighting a system of domination and he doesn't understand that. And his response is always one that's bellicose and militaristic, but he doesn't honor the military in that way either, as you've seen from the line of generals that have disputed him. So I think he says dominate because he is totally does not understand what is happening in America. And he is desperately trying to start the old fights and the old divisions that put him in power in the first place. How long do you think Seattle in those few blocks looks like this? I don't know. We could have the summer of love. Mm, it turns out it is not actually the summer of love. Uh, fast forward after a very violent weekend. And here is Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin's comments from today. Well, we believe individuals, organizations, and others can continue to gather on Capitol Hill peacefully. The continued disorder, the violence, and the impacts on residents and businesses are not just at odds with the message of justice and equity. They cannot continue to occur. We are working with community to bring this to an end. But Chief Best has made it clear to me that for the short term, SPD 
we'll need the East Precinct to appropriately respond to more than 100,000 911 calls. SPD will be returning to the East Precinct. We will do it peacefully and in the near future. I'll let Chief Best talk about that further. She also said that the cumulative impacts of the gatherings and protests in the nighttime atmosphere and violence has led to increasingly difficult circumstances for businesses and residents, and that it is time for people to go home and for us to restore Cal Anderson and Capitol Hill so it can be a vibrant part of the community. The impacts on the businesses and residents in the community are now too much, Grant. It's now too much. Police returning to the East Precinct? Returning? Returning. They retreat out of there and leave those business owners hung out to dry. And she panders to a group of people who I believe are probably from out of state. They're not even from Seattle anyway. And so she calls it the summer of love. People are getting shot there. She's a disgrace to this nation. She's a disgrace to the city of Seattle. And she is a panderer. She is meek and she is weak. And, And you don't negotiate with these people in there. You say the time is now. You are leaving. And if you don't leave by the top of the hour, we're coming in there and we are forcing you out because we are taking our city back. That woman needs to be voted out of office, if not arrested for turning her back on the people of Seattle. 100%. Is she going to apologize to the business owners? Is she going to apologize to the families who lost somebody? Is she going to apologize to the tenants and the landlords and all these folks? You know what this was? She was paying her dues. She was paying her dues to a system that said, it's your turn, pay your dues, sit back, don't do anything, blame the police, hand your city over. And now she's paid her dues to her party and her movement and her deep state cronies. And now she can restore law and order all of a sudden. No, please, police, come back. We hate you, but please come back. Now can you help us clean up the mess in our kitchen, right? It's the speak. It's... It's so not America. I don't even have the words I have for this. You can't say on this network. Okay, her voted out of office being a paddy wagon. Okay, Mm -hmm. she needs. This is disgraceful. Yeah, absolute. It's disgraceful. This is not America. Okay. Well, as uh, as she has finally decided to shut CHOP down, we've got another autonomous zone rising, this time near the White House. Rioters in D.C. tried to tear down a statue of former President Andrew Jackson uh, over near the White House, and uh, they also tried to set up a Black House autonomous zone, also known as BHAZ which was spray painted on a sign that they were, there it is, right there for those of you who are uh, watching on television, the Black House Autonomous Zone. Uh, what is with the statues, the rioting the statues. and the, the desecration of the statues? I can't, they're freaking statues. Can you get over it? When they're losing, they revert to the statues. This is, we've seen them already been down this road with the yep, statues. Yep. This is a diversionary tactic to take our, our eyes off of what's really going on here. And that includes the anarchy in the streets. And I'd just like to know, if you're a Democrat out there watching, any of you, if you're watching, are you delusional? Yeah. Like, I'm left here shaking my head to think, who in the world supports the mayor of Seattle? Yeah. Who thinks these people in CHOP or the Black House Autonomous Zone are doing the right thing. Is there anybody in America that really believes these people are doing the right thing other than the Antifa anarchists that are running these places? Mm -hmm. This delusion has taken over this nation, and it's time we get back to the business of making America great again or whatever else we got to do to put America back on top because right now this country's sinking. And to Grant's point, I mean, it has to be a diversionary tactic with the statues because they're like there's no mind paid attention to of like who the people are. 
They're just like, there's a statue of an old guy. We should probably tear it down. Oh, wait, he actually was an abolitionist. Oh, wait, he actually was kind of on our side if we were really looking at the facts. Oh, we didn't know any of that. We just don't saw a white that. guy statue, so we, we decided to tear it down. No, they don't, they don't care. These are hoodlums given the keys to a city or cities, and we've stepped back. And this is what you get when you let a three-year-old throw a tantrum and run your house. Right. You don't do that. That's a great example. Okay? You don't let a three-year-old. A child doesn't run the house. And unfortunately in this country, many children do run the houses because the parents are cowards. They don't step up. They don't step up for their faith, for their flag, for their country, or even for their kids for that matter. You're asking a question. I'm telling you, you say we're sinking. This is dismal. This is a time to the camera where the Americans need to rise up. You don't wait for the president. You don't wait for your police chief or your mayor. You stand up. You take your community back. You rally your neighbors. And, and then let's root out the bad apples. If you have bad apples that truly won't stand for this country, right, whether they left or right, I don't even care at this point anymore. I'm just looking for sanity. Mm -hmm. Just bring sanity back, right? And now they want to go after, you know, religious statues. They don't, they don't know. They don't have a clue. They see a thing and they want to topple it down because it just breaks stuff. It's three-year-old mentality. Just break stuff. It's similar to uh, Orange Man Bad. Yeah, just that's it. Statue, bronze, bad. <laughs> yes. Destroy. <laughs> that's the only way they yeah. can think. Must of. come down. Yeah, exactly. Brain cell. Tarzan. Me, Tarzan. You, Jane. Rah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a lot more uh, to get into, including Jimmy Kimmel. Ooh, he might have a taste of his own medicine pretty soon. We'll get into that. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Ashford University. So... We all have these dreams, right? We've got these small ones, and we can talk about them all day long. But the bigger ones, we kind of want to keep close to the chest because we feel like it's like if you're blowing out your candles on a birthday cake. You're like, well, I can't say my wish because then it won't come true. Well, with Ashford University, you can dream big. And I'm talking the bigger, the better. Uh, Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. Now, the faculty there is going to teach you real-world skills from real-world experience uh, in online classes that are built for you to learn from wherever you can, from home, from your car, maybe, if you feel like it. Wherever you feel comfortable, you can learn and pursue your degree. They've got 60-plus programs, business administration, healthcare administration, psychology. You've got 24-7 access to your classroom. Financial aid is available. Ashford will give you the tools to make your dreams a reality. All right, your tomorrow starts today at Ashford University. There is no, fleet, no fee or no flee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. All you have to do is go to ashford.edu slash news. That is ashford.edu slash news. Don't wait. Don't wait and say, well, I really want to get, I really want to pursue something new, but I just think, I don't know, I'm not ready for it. No, 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 no. You're ready for it right now. Okay. All you have to do is go to ashford.edu slash news. We'll be back in just a minute. Jimmy Kimmel is uh, in some hot water as new audio, well, I should say old audio, newly emerged uh, of him allegedly, this is allegedly, but like he, 
he very clearly said it, allegedly using the N-word multiple times while mimicking rapper Snoop Dogg during a recording of a comedic Christmas album in 1996. And uh, he also admitted to using this particular word during a podcast interview in 2013. Uh, the album that he recorded was not actually made public until Fox News exclusively published the audio um, earlier this week. I believe it was yesterday. And this, of course, brings up some different controversies that now Jimmy Kimmel is embroiled in uh, regarding race. So now that they've nailed him on saying the N-word, we see all of these new skits that I think Grant you, Yaku you, uh, we all knew existed. We've all referred to them many times to, you know, when we're talking about the double standard that the left has in dealing with a conservative and dealing with, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the left themselves. But uh, you know what? I mean, it's kind of beautiful having the left eat their own. And I would like to just highlight once again, Jimmy Kimmel in a blackface, making fun of Carl Malone. Watch. Carl Malone, look up in sky and say, what the hell going on up there? Do UFO live on other planet, phoning home like E.T.? Carl Malone read on TV about white people getting deducted by aliens, sticking all kind of hell up their butt. And that's a damn thing. Now, Carl Malone never seen no flying saucer himself, but if he do, that's going to be a spooky time. That's why Carl Malone say, government got to step up and give 102% to keeping them little green men off this here earth. Because the day them dudes stick something up Carl Malone, but that's going well, that ain't going to be no good time for nobody. So, Jimmy Kimmel... Uh, by the way, strategically decided to go on vacation yesterday, announced that he was going on like a two month long summer vacation right before all of these allegations came to light. Was he tipped off or what? I don't know. But uh, he released a statement today addressing the controversy. He said uh, that uh, according to him, as far as the blackface comments go. We hired makeup artists to make me look as much like Carl Malone as possible. I never considered that this might be seen as anything other than an imitation of a fellow human being, one that had no more to do with Carl's skin color than it did his bulging muscles and bald head. I've done dozens of impressions of famous people and many uh, Snoop Dogg, Dick Vitale, Rosie, and many others. In each case, I thought of them as impersonations of celebrities and nothing more. Looking back, many of these sketches are embarrassing and it is frustrating that these thoughtless moments have become a weapon used by some to diminish my criticisms of social and other injustices. Uh, it's interesting. He says, I won't be bullied into silence by those who feign outrage to advance their oppressive and genuinely racist agendas. Thank you for white explaining that to us, Jimmy Kimmel. But it's interesting, Grant, because I seem to recall Megyn Kelly not getting the benefit of the doubt when she not only just said, I, I just, like, the makeup artist made my skin look darker, she said, I wanted to, to like honor Diana Ross, right? Like, I, I, I like her. I wanted to honor her. That was why I dressed up like her. How can that be perceived as bad? She got canceled. Right. Is Jimmy Kimmel allowed to survive? Oh, he'll be probably allowed to survive through all this, but he's going to take two months off and he, he may come back. I don't know. I mean, you know, who, who knows? What I, I can't get into the mind of Let these liberal places because who knows? They may end up eating him and spitting him out. Um, I just find the hypocrisy of all of this yeah. is what, it's amazing. in many respects, it's humorous mm -hmm. because now he's got a sound in many respects. In some of that, 
He almost sounds like a conservative. Yeah. Okay? And I don't care that he did this skit. And I don't think Jimmy Kimmel's a racist. Right. And, and, and so But I, they wouldn't give you that same benefit not of the doubt in a if it was you. They haven't. I've been called a racist in the Washington Post mm-hmm. for doing a lot less than that mm-hmm. skit. Mm-hmm. For speaking the truth. And it certainly wasn't about anything about race. Mm-hmm. Just that freedom is a great thing. And and so that's why, you know, I'm torn. It's like the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, I, so I asked Grant, is he going to be canceled? I guess the question should be, You know, for the first time, you've got me stumped. <laughs> you got me stumped. I don't know if he'll be canceled or not. I don't think he and, will be. And, and I would say, if you want to be equal... Right of what would you do to a conservative? What would you do to a liberal? He should already be fired. Cancel him. He should be fired. He should be out the door, right? Because that's how they treat us. Mm-hmm. Do I think he should be fired? No. Right. I don't think you should hold people accountable for these things that clearly the heads of these TV networks were fine with when he did them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, they made this bed. They bent the rules because it's all good when the rules don't apply to them. Listen to that statement. He does almost sound like a conservative. He almost sounds like he's being victimized, right? Oh, yeah. He said, I won't be bullied into silence. Yeah, because you actually are, but you guys made these rules. No, do I think he's a racist? No, and I can't judge a man's heart, but I will tell you this. I live by this. As you treat others, so you're treated. And you go listen to Jimmy's stuff. He pulls no punches. Now, historically, comedians will tell you when you imitate someone, it's a form of flattery. They say that, right? Yeah. When you do an impression of Al Pacino, now, I don't personally necessarily... Look, I was imitated by John Oliver when I worked at NRA TV. They, it wasn't flattering as far as John Oliver That's thought. That. I thought it was the greatest thing ever yeah. when they were imitating yeah. me. But, but your point, though, Sarah, is, is they've now created a, a substandard and a subset of rules that society has to play by if them. you're a conservative, but not them. And all of a sudden, now, it, now it's on them, just like R.V. Weinstein, like Epstein. Oh, oh wait a minute, you're going to point at me? So do I think, to be fair, he sh- no, in normal circumstances, no. He's a comedian. In normal circumstances, he shouldn't. But because you swung that scepter at Megyn Kelly and all the others, hey, it's your time now. Can I say what's what's so great about us, if we don't mind saying what's great about us? I, I certainly you don't mind. mind. Please, go on. <laughs> We're here basically defending Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. He would never give us that courtesy. He sanity. He would never give us that no. courtesy. None of them would. Not, not and yet because that. it's right and it's the right thing to do, right. I will stand up and I'll right. defend him that says he shouldn't be fired for that. No. And I don't think he's a racist. Yeah. But that will never come back to me. I promise you, if I make one mistake, they will hang me out to dry. Yaku, they'll hang you out to dry. And Sarah, they'll hang you out to dry. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, remember, this is also the person who, remember in, what was it, 2018, I think it was, that Tom Arnold was, which, by the way, how crazy is that guy these days? He is all sorts of Looney Tunes. But he uh, went on Twitter and said, oh, I have a tape of Donald Trump using the N-word. I'm going to release it. And Jimmy Kimmel was begging him to release it. Mm. Release that tape of Donald Trump using the N-word, knowing that he had his own history of doing that. And that's what gets me. Yeah, it's just that, like, but, you know what you've yeah, but done. That's the delusion. No, but I'm telling you. that is. You don't think it, he realizes. It's delusion. They yeah. are absolutely so sold out. They're so all in, right, on this, on this poker table. They're all in to whatever, to the left, to those who feed them, to those who make their careers, to those who, that they're so delusional, they can't even keep score. 
if of you, what they've done and what they haven't if done. If you repeat a lie long enough, you start to convince yourself it's that it's true. It's Grant, last I, word. I would have no idea if that's true or not. <laughs> I've never been the case with me. <laughs> well, I meant last word on Jimmy Kimmel, but all right, I'll take that one instead. Go. All right, back in a minute. <laughs> you make a really I good have point. No idea. There's not a I've single, never lied in my life. Lied in my life. There's, not no idea. <laughs> There's not a single liberal network that will defend a single We want to talk about stepping in it. Uh, Brett Favre, uh, we we brought to you yesterday the controversy surrounding Brett Favre, and I put this in this show specifically for you, Yaku, former yes. NFL player. I watched the show yesterday. I was like, dang it, man, I wanted that. <laughs> former <laughs> NFL player right here at the table, Yaku Bouillens. But uh, so Brett Favre, over the weekend, he was criticized for a statement that he made comparing Colin Kaepernick to uh, Pat Tillman. Now, he had the, the quote in its original context was, it's not easy for a guy, referring to Colin Kaepernick, it's not easy for a guy his age, black or white, Hispanic, whatever, to stop something you've always dreamed of doing and put it on hold, maybe forever, for something that you believe in. I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman is another guy that did something similar, and we regard him as a hero. So I'd assume that hero status will be stamped to Kaepernick as well. Uh, obviously, Pat Tillman, as most of you probably know, played safety in the NFL, gave up his contract to uh, join the military in 2002 following 9-11, uh, and he was killed during an operation in Afghanistan. So we're talking about a, uh, a war hero who lost his life, comparing him to Colin Kaepernick. Apparently, the people didn't like that comparison because Brett Favre is already walking back his comments. He really stepped in it. He has tweeted out today, uh, including Pat Tillman's name in the interview on Colin Kaepernick was not a comparison of the two, but a recognition that they both sidelined their football dreams in pursuit of a cause. Pat tragically lost his life, making the ultimate sacrifice and deserves the highest honor. Now, I will say... I will say, Grant. Yes. If you listen to hit, like if you watch the actual soundbite, I feel Brett Favre's tense t tension, right? Like he's like, I really don't want to answer this question, right. but I guess I'm going to. And it's like he just did not know how to walk that line. Obviously, didn't walk it very do you, well. Do you know what I'm most angry with Brett Favre about? Is he's Continuing to push this 100% hoax of a lie. I know what you're going to say. Colin Kaepernick somehow stopped his yes. football career on his own yes. to push a Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. The guy's football career stopped because he sucks at football. He was benched before he, was he benched. kneeled. Yeah. And no one will hire him, not because he kneels. Yeah. We see this now in the NFL. They'll take anybody. If you are a superstar, they will hire you. Yeah. We know if you commit crimes, they will hire you, including Jerry Jones. He'll hire criminals. Okay. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick is not playing in the NFL because he is not a good quarterback, period. Pat Tillman was an unbelievable football player, mm -hmm. and he left to go fight for me, for you, for you, and all our children. God bless that man. And so that's what I'm most mad about Favre for. Well, I agree with, I agree with Grant, but, I mean, Favre very clearly said he, we regard him as a hero, so I'd assume hero status will be stamped with Kaepernick as well. <sighs> I mean, that's hard to walk that back. Oh, Yaku's mad. Listen, this is a situation where I'm going to look at Brett Favre, the player who I really, really adored the player. The guy who played until his arm fell off. Yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. the warrior. I mean, come on, man. What he's done. In, right? And then separated to where he is to now. He is playing. Hear me today. 
He's playing to the NFL. Yeah. He's playing to the commissioner of the NFL. The commissioner who last week said, we should bring Colin Kaepernick to come teach us. <laughs> okay. Now, now they're worshiping Colin right. Kaepernick. Now he's a hero. Pat he wouldn't even show up for the, pre the special <laughs> practice they set up for him. He's a prima donna. Okay. Listen, he lost his job. I, I know what that's like, okay? He lost his job. He wasn't going to play. They didn't hire him because he doesn't play. Now somebody's probably going to go hire this guy, right? right. Mm -hmm. To placate to him, to pander. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to throw five interceptions in the first four games, right. and they're going to fire the guy again right. because he can't play football. Ooh, but, you can't but, fire him now, I, though, can you? Listen, I, you don't produce the NFL, you go. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's why he went the first time. Pat Tillman sacrificed his life. Yeah. Let's just start there. Forget about football. The guy sacrificed his life. You don't even speak about that guy unless it's someone who sacrificed their life. It's dishonoring. I mean, life is the top of the list, but he also sacrificed millions of dollars. Of course, and, and, of course, and but he went, went away from that. his family. And, and then, of course, in the end, sacrificed his life. The comparison of the two is left field. Okay, let's be good on this show, okay? We always are. We, we've all... We've all <laughs> As, Sarah, opposed, as opposed to what, Yahoo? <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's not talk about. Listen, let's do this okay, because all of us have been sidelined and, and, and like thrown a curveball in an interview where they said we're going to ask you these four questions and then they wing a, a question at you out of left field. Let's assume for a minute that Brett got a question and he and he stumbled. Oh, I, I completely agree. I saw, he looked, I saw it he on his He looked like he was sweating I saw it bullets. On his, yeah. right? He was I sitting there. So let's assume that it was just a stutter, but. But dang, man. Whew. I mean, you do you do have to you do have to feel bad for the ones who don't want to get political, right? Because right, so you can't survive easy, you can't survive in this industry. A, anybody who wants to hire me to coach their athletes, I'm happy to do it. Okay? It's a simple answer. Oh man, I'm not wading into that. I'm a football player. You yeah. want to ask me about football, ask me about football. Ask me about the jeans I'm selling on TV every night, but <laughs> don't ask me about this stuff. I'm not wading into that. What do you got next? Uh, but I will just now, gave them free. Done. You just gave you them free. You know what I'll tell you? That's to... Bill Belichick. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot get a patriot to talk out about nothing. Look at what they've walked through. They will not say a word. Well, why? they're well trained. Well, but why? Mm -hmm. Because you show up Monday in that locker room and you said something Sunday afternoon that's out of line, buddy, you're going to be benched. You're not going to play. There's no tolerance. We get back to the three-year-old tantrum kind of stuff, right? You, we, we, we just can't. I, I think he slipped up. Yeah. I don't think that's his heart. I think if you gave Brett time and he thought about it, he was not going to compare Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman. He was just pulling out of who sacrificed in the NFL. I would, I would rather say, Brett, you sacrificed. You sacrificed. I mean, your, your life, your everything. I mean, you've sacrificed more than, you know, but anyway. So. Well, now he's just, he's just pissed off both sides now. You've got to feel a little bit bad for him. All right, got to take a break. Back in a minute. I feel bad. I feel bad. I, I mean, I did. You could tell. I think it's Whenever he answered it, he's like, Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com. All right. Yesterday's question, uh, poll question, who poses the biggest threat to America's, uh, America's future? Big tech companies won this one. 42.5% went to big tech companies, followed by Joe Biden. Oh, I'm sorry, followed by Antifa at 28%. Then we have Joe Biden at 20, almost 25%. And then Donald Trump there at the bottom of the heap at 4.7%. I'm curious what, 
what your answer would be. Is it big tech? Do you agree with the majority? Probably because they'll be around the longest. Big tech, yeah. yeah. Antifa is not going to yeah. fizzle. Big tech. I see you say Antifa. I say Antifa. I say How Antifa. How are you supposed too. to say that? I don't know. I used to say Antifa, and then I was told that it was Antifa, but because it, I don't know. It's anti-fascist. That's I all. have a fun thing. I like to say people's names wrong. Like, like I call her Micah Brzezinski instead of Mika. Mika? Yeah, just to really piss her off. I like that. I like, so well, that's, well, I'll just say that's what I'm doing. Antifa, I'm calling them Antifa. Antifa. I, I've always said Antifa. I'm going to yeah. say it the way I feel like saying it. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a... If there's a right or I a wrong, I can't take way. more rules from the. Well, way. I would ask a fellow member of Antifa to, uh, to yeah to to reach out and let me know how you pronounce the group of uh, you know your your organized group. But something tells me they are not watching this program right now. All right, really quickly, today's poll: Are you satisfied with how President Trump has responded to statues being torn down across the country? Let us know real quick. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Grant. Uh, Grant is you approve. You both approve. Yeah. Of President Trump's response. Yeah. Yes. Right. Not carrying us. Yeah. Well, right. 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 Of course. Let us know. Thank you. Thank you. Let us know what you think. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at the Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. No,